Yo, 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 what is good, everybody? Welcome back to Mount Draftmore. We are chilling in a nice, cool room while some of you are all sweating your asses off. But you know what? It's all good. Core 4 back in the building, ready for another draft. Today, we're doing comfort foods. You know me. It's your boy, Benjamin. I'm surrounded by the Core 4, or I guess the, the other three members of the Core 4. We are the core four. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, no, I thought I, I thought I, no, I thought I heard some like weird like staticky in my mic for a second, so I was so that's why I held back for a moment there. Um, fill that gap, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, Dustin, Dylan, all in the house, and today we are going to be drafting comfort food. Yum. yum, 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 yum. We need to roll these dice, and Dustin has the dice in his hand, so he can go first. Just roll it in the box. Oh, no, it's cool as long as it doesn't Six. roll off of that. Dustin rolls a six. <laughs> six. Nice. Okay, let's see. I'm going to get a two. Come on, two. Why would you want two? I don't know. All right, I got 17. <laughs> Do you want to trade? <laughs> no. Oh, Matt. Well, there you go. I got your two for you. <laughs> <laughs> Matt is going to have the wraparound. You know, back I'm in that familiar place. That. Yep. What do I have? 13. So, <clears throat> boom, 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 boom. Okay. And let's do a little specifying right here. Wait, I'm 13, so I'm yeah. second. Um, comfort foods. We need to be specific. Specificity rules. You can't draft a potato and have everything that <laughs> yeah. goes like that a potato no, makes. No, it's, it's the dish or whatever that particular item is. For example, if you choose mashed potatoes, again, yeah, you wouldn't get all the potatoes. It has to be you only get mashed potatoes. Right on, right yeah. on. Dylan, you're looking at your phone. You ready to go? Oh, I'm so ready. <laughs> Round one. Kick it off. Get it. All right. So, comfort foods. When I think of comfort foods, I think of something that makes you feel mm-mm good. Um, and this comfort food is a classic that I want to just take off the table before anyone gets to it. It's biscuits and gravy. Holy yeah. moly, man. Like, you know, when you've had a little bit too much the night before, um, and it doesn't even have to be the next morning. It can still be part of that night when you decide to go like at three in the morning, you know, to Uncle Bill's or whatever your favorite restaurants is in my uh, college Uncle town. Uncle Bill's. Yeah, that's, that's a place in St. Louis. In, uh, in Kirksville, you might go to what's called Shitty's. It's Pancake City. Uh, or in the morning, you might go to Rosie's. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and have some delicious biscuits and gravy. Oh, my gosh. Biscuits and gravy rocked my world. I'll tell a story about it later, but um, how simple. Just some flour, you know, leavened bread poured on with some greasy flour, gooey mixture that and it's mixed with sausage. Wow. Delicious. Yum. Uh, makes you feel warm inside, fills you up. And you could probably have a pancake and some eggs on the side and not feel too bad about yourself, you know? You know, one thing I've always kind of thought it was interesting, maybe this is just me, but I've never associated biscuits and gravy as a breakfast food, like a breakfast, uh, something you'd eat for breakfast. Mm. For some reason, I just think it's too heavy. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But maybe that's just me, though. I've always, you know, when I think breakfast, I always think like pancakes, eggs, that kind of thing. But I've never thought about biscuits and gravy. Well, that makes sounds sense. delicious, though. I mean, I should probably try it. it have like, you not? Have you never had? I mean, it? I've never really like had a good biscuits and gravy. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wait, have you been to uh, Biscuit Bitch? Is that that place up on the Ave? There, it's there's, there's a, a couple locations. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's. I would say, I've had better biscuits and gravy like in the Midwest. Yeah, but like Biscuit Bitch makes great, great biscuits okay. and gravy. You should at least I'll, go there and try it. I'll add it into my uh, my list of places. Get to go. yourself hungry first. 
I mean, that's not hard to do. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Good pick. I'm down. Sweet. Yeah, Let's biscuits and gravy are fire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I am the second pick. There are too many things to choose from, right. so I'll just keep it easy. Go right, right for what I think is like peak comfort food. People are going to dislike this. They're going to say something else should have gone first, but I'll go mac and cheese. Nice. It had to go in the first round. It, yeah, it had to. Good and job. I know it's like, ooh, mac and cheese or mashed potatoes, both super like comforty. You put they're in all, like those are made at least for me. Those are made with every like amazing holiday. Mm-hmm. Christmas, there's mac and cheese made at dinner. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving there's mac yeah. and cheese made at dinner. Anisha asked me what I would like her to make: mac and cheese for dinner, because <laughs> she just makes that comforty, yummy, well, it's, yummy. It's cheesy. always like the default too. You're like, what should we have for dinner? Mac and cheese is always in like the top five things you, that come in your brain immediately. And every variation of mac Absolutely. and cheese is great. If you make mac and cheese in in a in a pan, right? No, a little pot, little pot on the stovetop, boop boop, with the like runnier cheese. Yeah, bomb. You want to bake that mac and cheese? Oh, we. Oh, I I personally love baked mac and cheese. Ooh. Like and eat that with some like barbecue meat. I mean, yeah. that's not the pick, but I'm just saying mac and cheese, chef's kiss. So, oh, yeah. what kind of cheese? All kinds of cheeses. All, it's a it's a blend, yeah. Okay. Any, like any man, if you if you do just like straight cheddar mac and cheese, hey, that's good. Mm. You want to adventure and you want to put some brie and some gouda ooh. in there, like ooh yeah. Oh, dude, you, you got me fancy? with gouda. Oh man, dude, gouda <laughs> is my favorite cheese. Just stop there. That's fine. It's what about Velveeta? Yes. yes. Okay. So some someone I was talking to the other day was like Velveeta's trash. I was like, but Velveeta and mac and cheese is amazing. That texture, that smooth, that creamy. You go to Outback, you get a blend of cheeses, and one of those blends is Valveda, and it's, ooh, it's so good. It's so good. It's like, you know it's terrible for you, but it's like, it makes me feel so good. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's it's the ultimate, like, canvas. Mac and cheese is so, like, versatile. I mean, I love the Trader Joe's Hatch Green Chili Mac and Cheese. That shit's fire. So, excellent comfort. It's a side that rivals the main dish all the time. Absolutely. Because it's like, oh... Usually people think entree, they think like meat, which is kind of foolish because there's like bomb like noodle dishes, like mac and cheese. That's like, that's kind of like the first thing I want on my plate. Yeah. And like, yeah, you can elevate it. You throw a can of chili in there with it. Stop. Some chili mac and cheese. Oh my goodness. The combinations (laughs) are crazy. Mac and cheese, baby. So mac and cheese, second pick. Had to do it. Dustin. Great job. It's your pick, bud. Uh. Wow, we kind of got a little bit, even though mac and cheese, like we're all talking about in the Pacific Northwest, but biscuits and gravy, mac and cheese, got a little like Southern flavor going on Mm -hmm. right now, which doesn't surprise me. I'm going to stereotype a little bit, but they seem to have comfort foods down in the South. It's true. Most definitely. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to go on a little bit of a deviation from that, and I'm going to go with pho. Oh, Thinking about comfort foods, I think one category that has to fit in the realm of comfort foods is soups. Like, you think about it on a cold winter day, you're freezing, it warms you up inside. I mean, kind of the definition of a comfort food in my mind. You can think about it when you're sick, when you're hungover, you really need that healing, healing broth and just delicious goodness. This is also, um, I think it's my favorite soup. Like, it's just delicious. There are so many bomb spots all around. It's also a dish that is feels like an elevated noodle soup because it takes so long to really make that good broth. Um, it's something that you can do at home, but it's very, very difficult. So it's pretty impressive what they're able to do with it. I mean, 
for me, it's even good, especially in the Pacific Northwest, year-round. I think about it in the winter, but, we, I mean, besides a recent heat wave um, back, you know, a little while ago where it was so hot, that's the only time where I wouldn't eat it. Other than that, on an 80-degree day, I don't care. It's cool, nice and nice. Oops. <laughs> it's nice and cool. I just knocked off my headphones. Nice and cool inside the pho restaurant. So, yeah, any day of the year, I'll take a nice piping hot bowl of pho. Dude, and? Pho, yeah, man. Pho, yeah. It, I think, <laughs> honestly, when I discovered pho, it took over chicken noodle soup in my life. Like, oh, it's just yeah. superior. Like, it's superior. Agreed. I don't want chicken noodle soup after having pho. I want pho. Agreed. You know? There are so many great, like, pho is so ubiquitous out here, and it's always mm-hmm. good. I haven't been to a place yet where I'm like, ooh, their pho, subpar. Yeah. No, it's great <laughs> it's everywhere. Always bomb, yeah. It's always good. And so speaking good. of variations, it's like one of those classics where usually I don't really need to deviate that much. It's kind of like, what meat do I want thrown in there? Uh, the steak, brisket, meatball, tripe, all that kind of stuff. But pho bok actually i went there and i had this great pho that had smoked brisket and barbecue sauce with it Mm. it surprised the hell out of me it was so good it was like blowing my mind i was like when people say like oh fusion this fusion that that was like the real kind of like holy shit these two worlds are colliding in the (laughs) most beautiful way right now so i think there's some variations that you can do with it that are pretty fun but it's just such a classic Excellent. Right on. Good pick. All right. So on to me to close out the first round. I got to do something that I think everybody loves. If you don't love, you might be a little off, but that's got to be mashed potatoes. It's got to be mashed potatoes. Mashed Mashed potatoes is, (laughs) and shout out to Hannah because she loves mashed potatoes. Um, Mashed potatoes is like one of the ultimate comfort foods because, again, it has that versatility and so many different expressions of it that mac and cheese also has. You're talking about how many things you can kind of twist and tweak to make into mashed potatoes, the, the, the choice of potato, right? Maybe you add in some cheese. Maybe you add in some garlic. Maybe you add in a whole bunch of other things. You could have rustic mashed potatoes, right? You could have some rosemary in there. You could have all sorts of different iterations. You think about the holidays. You also think about a nice homemade bowl of mashed potatoes. You make your little gravy volcano there. Mm. Maybe you're dipping your turkey in that. Ooh, wee, that's going to taste real good. <laughs> Garlic mashed potatoes, bomb. All right, the blended mashed potatoes that are all nice and like creamy, bomb. The ones that got bits of potato still in them because they hand, are hand mashed, bomb. I mean, it's just the ultimate side that goes well. You can mix in the other things into the mashed potatoes. It's the great like multiplier. I personally love adding in like a few different like side dishes at Thanksgiving into my mashed potatoes. You create kind of like a nice, delicious harmony effect. So mashed potatoes, great comfort food. Mm. Yum. So good. Mashed taters. And I'm thinking about that quote from Gollum. What's a tater? <laughs> What's a tater? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, when does that show up? Uh, it, it, when uh, Frodo and Sam are in, and, Go- and Gollum are in um, Mordor. The third one? Yeah. He's yeah. like, what's taters? What's yeah. taters? <laughs> <laughs> I clearly did not pick up on that. That's pretty funny. Yeah. But okay. <laughs> isn't Sam talking about food? Yeah. Uh-huh. He's talking about like what foods he missed. They're over. They're like by water. Yeah. Some, by some water. Mm-hmm. Frodo's away from him. He's boiling something. <laughs> yeah. And he's talking about how, mu- how much he's looking forward to the food at the Shire. And he mentions taters. And Gollum's like, taters? <laughs> what's taters? Hobbitses? Yeah. But uh, that was a great pick. I I love how you're right. They're so versatile and they can create like whole new dishes, some of which might be named. Uh, anyway, uh. 
you can put hot dogs in mashed potatoes and it's so good. You can put <laughs> literally anything in mashed potatoes. It's like mac and cheese. You it can is. just put anything in it. It's the perfect vessel. It's the canvas. Yes. Yeah. Right? It's, it's blank. It's a blank canvas. Do what you careful. want. The only uh, thing. Oh, oh go ahead. No, nope. You have to be careful. Because you don't want to, It's the most dangerous Thanksgiving meal. Because if you leave it out too long, it can become toxic, actually. And I've eaten, like, day-old countertop potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 my God. Well, hey, that's another thing, too. Like, with mashed potatoes, like, you might be done. You might have your first, second, third round or whatever the holiday meal might be. And then you come back in the kitchen, you see that there's still some mashed potatoes. You're like, I kind of want some of that. <laughs> <laughs> potatoes and gravy. I ate everything else. Now just potatoes and gravy. Uh-huh. <laughs> Change it up with the different gravies. Absolutely. Ooh. Yeah. Sausage gravy, everything kind of gravy. Yeah. Just no like boxed mashed potatoes. My mom used, before my brothers and sisters came around, my mom would make real mashed potatoes. Yeah. Great memories as a child. And then those little shits were born. <laughs> you know, had to start, had to start pinching pennies. Balling on a budget. Sorry to call you out, mom. Yeah. Balling on a budget <laughs> with the boxed potato flakes. And I remember the first time I had those and it was soul crushing. And then Damn. from then on, like Damn. I remember, I remember being in school and they would make them like my mom would make them for dinner. And I would always ask, are those real or fake? She'd be like, they're out of the box. Jesus. And I'm like, I'm not eating those. Sorry. I, I just won't eat. It's ruining mashed potatoes. I'm sorry, mom. Also, you know, what's really great is like you go to a place that has, you know, fried chicken and mashed potatoes and you dip your fried chicken oh, in the mashed potatoes. Yes. Game over. Oof. Do that at Ezell's. Get the potatoes Oh, yes. That's good. Yeah. See, and at Ezell's, you got to get the, at Ezell's, you got to get the potatoes. And I know Anisha will disagree because she likes the mac and cheese. And I pick mac and cheese. Mac and cheese is good. But cold mac and cheese from some places just it doesn't is, hit not right. It's the same. No. It doesn't no. hit right. So, yeah. KFC, I also think KFC has bomb-ass potatoes they and do. gravy. They do. Fire. Side note about Ezell's, I usually get the, the beans. Oh, my God. Those, those baked beans. The beans are pretty good. I'll, I'll give you kudos Ooh, to that. The beans man. are good. Yeah, but no, I see what you. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, mashed potatoes, great pick, baby. Yeah, Mount Draftmore. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, you know what time? It, well, actually, you don't know what time it is, but I know what time it is. Ooh, and now you know. Give me the facts. <laughs> Matt's got some comfort food facts. Matt, drop them facts on us. All right. So a little bit of knowledge. I think a common ingredient in a lot of comfort food, at least for Americans, if you ask the average American, involves some kind of cheese, correct? Cheese. Cheese is a very comfortable type of food. It's a very versatile ingredient. So let me ask you this. All right. How much per year, per capita, of pounds of cheese do you think Americans eat each year? Are talking about like, like the average American? How many pounds of cheese do you think we're eating uh, every year? Oh, that's got to be high. It's so hard because I bet you I eat like a hundred plus pounds of cheese. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> absurd. It's very Americano. So, how many pounds are in a Tillamook block? Just a regular Tillamook block. So, like a half pound. It's got to be more than a I half pound. So. Oh, like a pound. I would say a pound. A pound yeah. Maybe two pounds. Seems like kind of like a standard unit of measurement. Yeah. So if you get one of those at least once a week, that's 52 <laughs> pounds. I'll I'll say 73 pounds. 73 pounds? Okay. Oh, wait. This is the average American. Yeah, the average American. Mm. So you got to factor in also, you know, people oh, but who every, don't eat Yeah, no, no. I'm going to say like, uh, I'll say like 61 pounds. 61 pounds? Okay. 61 pounds. Dylan? Mm, I'm going to go 30. 30? Okay. 
62 pounds. You <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> Price is right. Uh, actually, Dylan's going to take this. No. It's actually 37 pounds Damn. per person per year. Uh, and actually, you know what it was back in 1977? It was 16 pounds. Even with government cheese? Yeah, even with government cheese. So think about that. In the past 40 years, we've increased our cheese consumption <laughs> by 21 pounds per person per year. Wow. So that's a little fun fact about cheese. And then thinking about another cheese-adjacent fact, which country globally do you think consumes the most mac and cheese, craft mac and cheese, every year? It's not us. It's not us. I don't know why. This is definitely wrong. But I'm going to say Russia. Russia, okay. <laughs> Just popped in my head. Victor, eat the uh, mac and cheese. I am going to say, I'm going to say Korea. Korea. Which country eats the most craft, craft mac, mac and, and cheese? It's, I feel like it's got to be a numbers game here. Ah, shit. That's uh, a good question. See, yeah, it is because I want to, I just want to go with like, population density and say like China or India but then I think about like what their cuisine actually looks like and what their markets look like and I'm like hell no like that's not happening <laughs> yeah I'll I'll Damn, explain mine afterwards because I don't want to give any because maybe I'm onto something I'm gonna say give a hint uh, I'm gonna say torn between South Africa and Australia but I'll say South Africa it's actually just Canada God damn, damn it, it. <laughs> damn it. I thought real hard okay my logic behind Korea was a country that had a huge U.S. military presence and had a lot of like food influence from the U.S. military. Oh, I can see that. Yeah, because mm. there is actually a lot of that in like Korean cuisine. Yeah, in, and same with like Okinawa. Yeah, Japan. Um, yeah. Damn, Canada. And a little bit more about that. Canada. I didn't even think US, about Canada. They're not just USA 2.0. Like there are hat. So actually, the the data speaks to us. about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> There's about 7 million boxes of Kraft Mac and Cheese sold each week around the world. Can Canadians actually purchase 1.7 million of those. <laughs> and if you were to extrapolate that out further, Canadians actually eat 55% more Kraft Mac and Cheese than we do. Wow. They almost like, you know. <laughs> they're like half of our meals are with Kraft Mac and Cheese. Pretty much. Do they, do they allow, and maybe this is a question that's outside of your purview, but do they ban the yellow... Food died number three in their craft. You figure Canadians probably must be a, a little bit healthier than we are. But again, even this speaks that maybe they're not. So, but I, I don't, don't know because I feel like they're a little more European than us still. It's true. And Europe is, is whole key very maybe, much against the maybe, yellow food yeah, maybe they, yeah. Maybe they did. Like, that kills sure. your brain. <laughs> it's the yellow. We're like, kill them brains. It's my right. <laughs> is the yellow like. food dye not good for you? I legit don't know. I mean, it's all these extra chemicals. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's not supposed to be good for you. But who the hell knows? This is America. But yeah, there's your uh, little cheesy <laughs> fans. It could all be wrong, you know? Yeah. Scientist. Yeah. yeah. Round two. <laughs> That's weak as hell. Round two. Now you heard it. Okay, cool. Matt, you got all the right. wrap around. So, what are you putting with your mashed potatoes, Bowles? What, what am I going with mashed potatoes? You know, I'm going to go with something that actually does literally pair with it, and that's just going to be fried chicken. Nice. Fried chicken. Fried chicken. I mean, another very versatile selection of comfort food, right? Everybody, it's one of those ones also, you, you have that place in the back of your head, whether it be a really good fried chicken place or a really bad fried chicken place. And you're just thinking like, maybe somebody asks you like, hey, what do you want to get for food? And you're like, 
Man, fried chicken actually sounds kind of good, doesn't it? <laughs> For us, I mean, that's Azelle's, right? We we have a legit fried chicken place that we can go to. You can get different. You can get the spicy fried chicken. Mm. All right. Maybe get, it's a great family-style meal. Bring people together. Bucket fried chicken, all the different sides, eat family-style. You can go to places down south like Babe's. Shout out to Babe's down in uh, Frisco, Texas. Some damn good fried chicken down there. Yeah, you get a gigantic platter of chicken tenders. It's just for the whole table. Get there a little bit, get a little bit of mac and cheese, a little mashed potatoes, maybe some a little bit of green beans, some corn, some gravy, you name it. It's just a great, great versatile selection. It's a main and it's a side. All right, you can do just about anything. You could have the different spices, right? The little secret spices that KFC has. Whatever they're doing, it works. It's tasty. You know it's terrible for you, but you keep coming back because, ooh, it's just got that right savoriness to it. And it's a beautiful, beautiful comfort food. It always makes you feel good. Maybe not that for that night if you eat too much of it, but in the moment, it's going to make you feel good. So fried chicken. If you were in Federal Way in 2010 to 2012, that secret spice at KFC was whatever dirt was on the ground. <laughs> I had several friends who were there and we we're like, yep, drop it all the time. We're not going to redo anything. I'm not throwing that out. I just bread it in. Everything. <laughs> it's like... Okay, note to self. Never Brutal. Eat. Where are my friends? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Popeyes as the alternative to go to, although they might pull the same shit. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But in any case, fried chicken. Everybody loves it. It is delicious. So good. Great, great food. So good. Good pick. Dustin. Nice. Okay. Feel like later on, geez, I'm gonna have to find some sort of southern associated cuisine, even though once again fried chicken is kind of the whole US, but mm-hmm. still I feel like we got a Southern cuisine vibe going on. Uh, I'm going to deviate a little bit and go with pizza. Pizza. (laughs) Marjorie and I were just talking about this the other day. It's pretty interesting to think about how like culturally ingrained it is in the United States. Cause if you go to other cities, now of course, you know, people are going to be like, Oh, New York pizza, Boston, Chicago, Chicago, deep dish. There are going to be people who are like, we do pizza the best, but like, honestly speaking, I feel like you could go to, pretty much any city in the United States and find some pretty good pizza, like decent pizza that you're oh, like, absolutely. yeah, that's, that's fire. It's also gotten to the point where if I go to a Mexican restaurant and I'm like, Ooh, it's not Mexican owned. I'm like all of a sudden a real like suspicious, like, and I'm, I'm nervous. Like, I don't know how this food is going to taste. Like, I don't think it's going to be authentic. I don't really have those same thoughts as much going into it. Like yeah. a pizza place. I'm never like, ah, oh, this isn't Italian owned. It's just like, it's weird. Cause now granted, if there is like a restaurant there, I'm like, Oh, yep. That's like Italian family owned business. Like that's points, but I'm never as nervous going into like a pizza place. Cause it's just so ingrained. It's like everywhere. It's become so oddly American. It's at almost like all your work parties. Like, you know, like it's going to be there. You're having friends over and you, you forgot to make dinner. What you get in? Pizza. Pizza. You know lots of places that you can get it from. Easy. Well, Three. even as like a kid too. Anytime like you're playing sports, oh, you know, oh, the yeah. end of your pizza party. Maybe you're in elementary school and you have a goal to hit and you're saying, this class gets a pizza party. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's like, it's psychologically that you've become, it's like a norm that we're so used to now of like pizza being a, a, a fallback for yep. like any kind of celebration or anything that might make people feel good. Yes. And, and when I think of like comfort, a lot of times I do think about nostalgia playing a role in comfort food. Cause when you talk about two people, it's a highly personal category because a lot of it does involve nostalgia. Like Absolutely. when I talk to Marjorie, our comfort foods are very different, but a lot of times it goes back to the same thing of like, 
Oh, I used to go here all the time growing up. Oh, I used to go here all the time growing up. I know what I'm getting. It, it reminds me of these good times. Like you said, yeah. pizza, it's like ubiquitous to all these different events in your life. You know it. You've got it. You love it. There's different flavors. There's different toppings. There's kind of something for everybody. Even when you're a kid, and you're like, I just want cheese pizza. I don't know why kids are just so like connected <laughs> to that flavor. And then you get older and you're like, Honestly, I can't remember the last time I just had a slice of cheese pizza. Right? Usually it's because it's like, dang, the other flavors are like gone. The other topping. Exactly. But But man, when you're a kid, boom. It's good any time of the day. Yeah. It's good cold too. Yeah. Yeah. It's great leftovers. Good any time of the day. And speaking of like the the cultural ingrained, all that kind of stuff, I had a, a very, very brief part of my life where I was actually on dating apps. But I've had other friends who have been on them a lot longer. Do you know like the odd percentage of people who have that like their main part of their bio on Tinder is about pizza? Oh, probably a huge <laughs> amount. Yeah. Hella, like no other food. Like no one's like, oh, chicken noodle soup, burger, <laughs> uh, whatever it is. It's always pizza. And it's like in this weird kind of like identity sense. Like they don't say it just like, yeah, I love pizza. They're like so front and center. I'm about pizza. Let's talk about pizza. Let's mm-hmm. go on our first date with pizza. And it's like, holy shit, what the fuck? <laughs> like, why is this a pizza app? Like, I thought this was a dating app. I'm not really here for pizza. Is that but, like, hey, I guess it's like Christian mingle, but it's like pizza mingle. Exactly. Well, you know? Who I thought doesn't I was... like pizza at this point. I mean, most people like pizza, right? Yes. Like yeah. 99. Well, and even if you're like, you know, you have dietary restrictions that you can find a pizza. Yeah. Like, you can find vegan pizza. You can On find gluten free yeah. pizza. Absolutely. Yep. You can find cauliflower crust. crust yeah, pizza. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pizza is the one thing like I can't think it's of universal. Another, I can't think of another food that you can go and buy not prepared from a specific fast food place and prepare it yourself. Like take and bake. Yeah. You can't do that shit with anything. Nope. <laughs> but we do it with pizza. Yeah. yeah. And pizza <laughs> is so big. Like you have like not only do you have different like regions style i mean like chicago versus uh detroit style pizza like very different even though they're both very thick but you also get like artisanal pizza Mm -hmm. it's almost Mm. its own thing yeah Yeah. because when you eat that you're thinking like whoa this is pizza ingredients (laughs) like this is different but it's good but yeah even just like little caesars yep uh, Little Caesars slaps. I hated Little Caesars for years, and yeah. then I tried it, and I, I tried it again, and had my mind blown. Like this is amazing. Why? <laughs> and I feel like that's another part of my thinking of it. And this is like such a funny personal category. So we probably all have a slightly different variation of our like conceptualization of comfort food. But for me, I find comfort in it's going to be very hard to mess this dish up. Mm-hmm. Like I can just totally breathe a f- breath of fresh air and say. You know, even some like pretty mediocre pizza still hits a spot. It'll get the job done. Especially when I know going in, like, yeah, this isn't going to be artisanal. I'm just trying to get some pizza right now. Pretty good. And then you have like all that room to level up. Like, dang, pizza got to be it. That's so good. That's so dang good. I mean, we could do an entire draft on types of pizza. Oh, yeah. It'll happen. Yeah. We'll do pizza toppings for sure. Excellent. Yes. That means it's my pick, and I'm going to go with barbecue chicken. Yeah, Barbecue, it just happens to pair with the mac and cheese. It almost mm. has all, you could say almost all the same things about it as Matt said about fried chicken. Mm-hmm. It's great. I mean, a different cut of chicken gives you a little bit of different experience. If you have barbecue chicken thigh, ooh, mm. that's bomb. A leg, ooh, I mean, you can even get it connected where the thigh <laughs> and the leg is connected. Get some wings, ooh, throw some hot sauce on them barbecued hot wings. Mm. 
and all that on the Traeger. Ooh, Ooh. Oh. throw back to you though. Have you done a take and bake on your Traeger? Like a take and bake chicken? Like a Papa no, Murphy's? No, a take and bake Papa Murphy's okay. on your Traeger. Like, I've never heard of a take and bake chicken. That's why I had to go I back. Like, I had to jump back. So I was like, ooh, chicken. Like, I'm pretty sure people just call that buying like a chicken raw. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I'd hope you cooked it. No, but I have always wanted to. And I've heard like it's good. Got to do it. Because the crust is like a different oh. experience under the Traeger. But barbecue chicken. Ooh, <laughs> Traeger sponsor us. Yeah. Yeah. Please, Traeger, come on. Give it. We will talk about Traeger every single podcast. If you just give us, throw us each a bag pellets. of pellets. We yep. will do the, the we got best three Traeger models. Give me some pellets. We will do uh, <laughs> the Mount Draftmore of best Traeger accessories, best Traeger models, best Traeger pellet types. Sponsor us. I'll wear, <laughs> I'll wear Traeger I merch. Se- I will sell out so hard. I have no <laughs> integrity. I don't even have a Traeger. I have a Weber, but I'll... No, I'll, you have a Traeger. You know what? You yeah. you have a Traeger. <clears throat> I will, I'll wear what... I'll tattoo Traeger on my body. I'll there you it. go. He'll get a Trigger ass tattoo. My know? dad works at Costco, <laughs> and he was saying, because he has a Traeger, he was, I told him he needed to upgrade. He's like, if I'm upgrading, I'm getting a, an, a, a Louisiana. And I was like, traitor. <laughs> Why? <laughs> He's like, the guy who designed the Traeger, like patented it with Traeger, and then he left, and then he made a better version for Louisiana. And I was like, oh, that dang. sounds like some traitor shit. Yep. <laughs> Dude. But like I told him, there's nothing, you can't do anything wrong with the Traeger. Talking about barbecue chicken, you cannot mess barbecue chicken up on your Traeger. Get a Traeger. Why? You put the meat probe in, you set the timer, set the temperature, boom, walk away. It's on your phone. You're good. Mm-hmm. I've been known to leave my house. And it's cooking, and then I come home, and it's done, and it's, yes, there we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. That sounds great. Bomb. Where Barbecue are? chicken was my second pick. There you go. More places Good need job. to sell the hindquarters when the leg is attached to the thigh. Agreed. Bomb. So bomb. It's so easy to do. Like, you kind of have a more insurance. Both that thigh and, and wing are going to be so juicy. Oh, bomb. More places also need to sell center breasts. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, when I used to work at Dixon Spokane, they had they sold because they do bar they do fried chicken as well. Now I'm going off into fried chicken. If you got a white, if you got a white chicken, Mm -hmm. it was a breast and a wing, and Mm. if you got a dark chicken, it was a leg and a thigh. Mm. And you could special request a center breast, which is just a whole breast with no wings. There's so much meat, so delicious. What do they do with that cut normally? I I don't know. I don't think it's a normal cut because they normally cut the breast in half. Weird. Like the center breast is like the whole breast. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, it's nice. Wow. Well, good, good pick. Uh, barbecue chicken, a- absolutely essential and delicious. Uh, for my next pick, while I wouldn't eat it in the same meal typically as biscuits and gravy, <laughs> I guess you could, but uh, it's That's not the draft, bro. It's, it's not the draft. <laughs> it's delicious nonetheless. Tomato soup and grilled cheese. Holy moly wow oh my god so wait hold up tomato soup and grilled cheese are two different things <laughs> they both made a face at yeah once. i was like you all, you like, all got like, this well no because you can pick grilled cheese yeah or you can pick tomato soup like yes the pair go together but i feel like that's like saying barbecue chicken and mac and cheese mm-hmm. they go great together but oh. they're two different things. I think so, of them as one meal. Actually, you could have been like I would, if I were you, I would just choose grilled cheese and then talk about the experience with tomato soup. That's a good good idea. Yeah, yeah, that's smart. Okay, well, okay. Uh, he's he's <laughs> so disappointed. I, I do disagree. not agree. I agree because I could have been like, wow, oh, chicken and beer. You could have said that, mm-hmm. man. I Those feel mashed potatoes and gravy. Yeah. I feel like y'all are off base, but I guess that means I'm off base because <laughs> <experience> <laughs> majority rules. So. Just, I can't. It was like <laughs> a sauce. 
on it. Like, because the mashed potatoes and you talk about gravy, no one's picking gravy just by exactly. itself. Nobody's going to pick tomato soup. So, yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Dylan's <laughs> like, well, my third pick is going to be tomato <laughs> soup. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, my pick is grilled cheese there you go. because it is delicious. <laughs> you can put any type of cheese on it. It's very simple, in fact, and you can make it numerous ways. You can make the grilled cheese. You could do it on a grill if you wanted and actually grill it, right? Grill the bread on there. You could do use different types of bread. Maybe you mm-hmm. like rye bread. Uh, rye is delicious. Maybe you like whole wheat. Maybe you like that, uh, you know, wonder bread, like bleached white shit. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> maybe you like to cut off the crust. Maybe you like to put some pepper jack cheese on there. Right, mm, that's what I usually yes, do. I love pepper. Or some monster, or some monster on a grilled cheese, yeah. cheese roll. Mm, mm-hmm. With some apples inside, yep. and like ooh, you can do a bunch oh, of stuff wow. with it. I've, I've never usually, had apples in a grilled cheese. Heck is that yes. good? Oh yeah, that's good. Yeah. Apples, bacon, like a type of like cheddar, sharp cheddar, or like monster. Even it, you can do so many things in that um, bomb. I usually grill up a tomato and put the tomato inside the grilled cheese. And no, that's good. That yeah. is so good. And then it pairs with other things too, right? Like uh, my, my very sad <laughs> tomato soup, which you can make like homemade tomato soup to go with that. Just, you know, uh, uh, blend up some tomatoes. And, you know, that's not part of the draft though. The grilled cheese is. And the grilled cheese is so good. It's going to warm your soul. And I think part of the experience is cutting it. Cut it right from angle diagonally. to angle. Yeah, yep. diagonal, diag, diagonal. Diagonally. Uh, diagonally. Oh, and diagonally. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Potter. I knew I had Matt. Who was Shout out to Harry reference. Potter draft. <laughs> that's right. Uh, it tastes so good. So that is, that's, I'm ending the and second it, round. And it's, it's really nostalgic. Like when you, you're sick as a kid, you think about like, you know, what can your mom make you? A grilled cheese and insert your kind of soup. Yeah. 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 Or I, when you're like yeah. learning how to cook, mm-hmm. like I knew that was one of the first dishes. I was like, "Yeah, I'm getting. I'm a big boy now. I, I know can how make to cook. grilled cheese. <laughs> Boom! Got my grilled cheese going. It felt great. Dude, that <laughs> was one delicious. of my college staples. Honestly, grilled cheese. Holy mm-hmm. yeah. well, and like there's some crazy grilled cheeses out there. They have entire competitions devoted to like crazy grilled cheese. Oh yeah, you can do yeah. grilled cheese wrong. Yeah, yeah. Like you can <laughs> you can overdo you can overdo your grilled cheese. In that, it, have you all seen Chef? With John Favreau. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like in that movie, there's like a scene where he's making grilled cheese. And that's some like there are fan pages dedicated to that scene where he's making grilled cheese. And then on his Netflix show, there's an episode where he's like, I had to show you all how to make grilled cheese because so many people commented on the movie. Had oh, to make the it. Internet. Did he make it poorly on the movie or no, he made it like perfectly oh, and wow. people are like, Holy how shit. Do do that? <laughs> that grilled cheese is probably the best looking grilled cheese ever. Wow. It does. It looks wow. amazing. You know what, guys? <laughs> Maybe we should make some grilled cheese together sometime. That could be we could each make our own type of grilled cheese and like I'm, split it and share it. I make it when yeah. I camp. If we went camping. Oh wow. Hey, it's on the on docket. The fire, yeah. wow. Not even using the stove or anything. How do you do that? pie irons oh, got nice. two cast irons on a metal rod you put them together they're like square shaped you do all the same ingredients butter your bread cheese whatever you want to put inside it that's where i get fancy close the two pie or cast iron things together it's like a little pocket boom right in the fire it Dang. tastes delish watch out honolulu Dustin and Marjorie are going to be on a beach <laughs> grilling up grilled cheeses in the sunset. <laughs> and all y'all going to be out in expensive restaurants paying way overpriced. Yep. Yeah, but what, paying for way overpriced <laughs> foods. Beach grilled cheese. Nice. Mm.
We're done with that second round, which means it's time for halftime. Ooh. Feel that? It makes me feel uh, right in my eyes, right off the bat. That made me feel uncomfortable. But But then, when I wasn't looking directly back at you, you went to Matt. You're like, someone's got to stare into these eyes. (laughs) Why is your hand on my leg right now? (laughs) Uh, Gather around the fire, children. Uh, We have a little fireside (laughs) chat in the lounge. Um, Story time. So, as some of you know, I went to a Catholic school growing up. Uh, Saying it then, boys. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I went to a Catholic school. There are priests there. This has gone um, so many weird okay. ways. Um, so, I went to Catholic school, and in eighth grade, there was a there's a retreat at the end of the year because you have to do your confirmation. I did not do mine. I chose not to do it. It's the final rite of passage into the Catholic faith. I did not want to be part of Catholicism. I was done. I was pretty much wrapping up with Catholicism after that. But this retreat changed my life. I know all of you are probably like, "How what does this have to do with comfort food?" But uh, it changed my life. So that first day of the retreat, we did like some crazy obstacle course, right? And it got all of us super hungry and tired. And, uh, and then we went to the cafeteria to eat and I was presented with a food I had never had in my entire life. That's right. <laughs> Can you turn that up? That, that was good. Well, I was trying to be subtle with it. <laughs> it was biscuits and gravy. Oh my God. Oh my God. And I know I talked about it earlier. We talked about it already, but like I'd never, ever, ever, ever had biscuits and gravy and it blew my mind. Like in Jesus. what kind of way? I had it. It was in the context of like, uh, like cafeteria hall food. No, no, no. Like it blew your mind in what way? Like, like it was so good. It was delicious. Yeah. It was like that. <laughs> it was magical. It was, it was like I saw fairies and stardust come out of my eyes and I just wanted it again and again. So we had it again the next morning. And then I think we left after that. I don't remember. Maybe there we were there another night. Um, but ever since that time I have like had a love affair with biscuits and gravy. I just, I have to have it every every time I go to breakfast or diner, I have this battle with myself. Do I get, do I get something savory? Do I get something sweet or do I get biscuits and gravy? (laughs) (laughs) And I end up always getting like biscuits and gravy on the side of whatever I'm getting just because I have to have this meal. It's so good. And it makes you, it just fills your whole body with goodness and warmth. I like that story, except it misled me because you said at one point I was on my way out with Catholicism, like leaving the church. And you might not have meant to use this conjoining word, but you said, but, and then all of a sudden I was like, Jesus is going to speak to him through this comfort food. (laughs) (laughs) He is going to have a holy moment with this food. Well, a divine. Did you see Jesus in the gravy? Was Jesus in the gravy? I was like, no. It almost was like a religious experience. I mean, but food has that power, doesn't it? Yeah. It it really does. Instead of like having this amazing religious experience, being welcomed into the Catholic faith, I was welcomed into the food, the world of like biscuits and gravy comfort food. If they had brought that out earlier, you probably would still be a devout Catholic. I know. They should have. (laughs) They should have. (laughs) And that's when they lost me. (laughs) 
Yeah. So that's that's my lovely story about how I was introduced to one of my favorite comfort foods, biscuits and gravy. When Matt said earlier that like you said you didn't think of biscuits and gravy as a breakfast food. That's like my one of my peak breakfast foods. Like if I'm it. going to a diner or something, that is my measure to see if that's a good place in terms of like breakfast. Based mm-hmm. on their right? so like, yeah. yeah, if I'm going somewhere new, the first thing I'm always ordering from that place is their biscuits and gravy. And I mean, it's I found most places it's hard for them to kind of blow a biscuit, but mm-hmm. damn, places can like mess up their gravy. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And there's some place in Portland, I can't remember if it's like Granny's or aunties or something anisha and i went there and there is a little problematic because you know like we sat and waited and they didn't take our order for like an hour and took like eight different white parties orders but whatever their gravy was fire and i was anisha was a little sorry but i was like damn that's kind of redeeming for them (laughs) they got us waiting for an hour for food but damn this is some of the best biscuits and gravy in portland of all places yeah i feel like portland's kind of got a I don't know, grungy dive scene vibe, right? They've got a good Maybe. food scene out there. They, they yeah. do. Yeah. I They're, hate to say it, but they really do. Like, they try and challenge us all the time and shit. Like, oh, we're better than Seattle. A lot of times I disagree, except for this. I'm like, dang, their food scene is It's fire. legit. It's so it's good. Legit. Yeah. Their food they, scene is great. Yeah. yeah. It's really good. Everything yeah. else. Pick it up. Yeah. Dude, their city yeah. design yeah. is whack. I'm calling yes. you out, Portland. The design of your city is one of the worst. Absolutely. Like it makes the di- no sense. The districting makes no sense These at all. These one-way bridges and all that crap. No, your yeah, downtown you're... is a mess. A mess. And I'm convinced at this point that you couldn't fix it. You couldn't fix it if you tried. It's it's the worst. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's Seattle's not that nice to look at that. either. <laughs> I uh, thought about actually moving there at one point. Um but uh, there, <laughs> but then I but thought about uh, moving there at one point. I learned about their, <laughs> <laughs> their teacher pension system is apparently like broken in, in Oregon. So if you're thinking about becoming a teacher in Oregon, think don't again. <laughs> Take that, Portland. Yeah, repreface that. Like we all made the mistake of well, maybe a mistake. We're all teachers in Washington, which is like the best state to teach in. Mm-hmm. It really is. Yeah, like Anisha and they I take thought care about of us. Yeah, you go to Hawaii, and Hawaii's so dope, and you think, damn, I could move here. And then you look into their education Mm-mm. system, and Mm-mm. then you then you say, oh, this is just a vacation spot. Can't teach here. Mm-hmm. They're working with textbooks from the fifties. Yep. And you drive past, like when y'all are there, drive past some of their schools. If it's not a private school. It's disappointing how rundown. It oh, is. absolutely! It's like man, facilities are so out of date. <sighs> That's a bummer. Well, hey, Dylan, thanks for sharing your. Business that was a beautiful story. Yeah. yeah, comfort pleasure. story. My pleasure. <laughs> you want to give us a recap of the teams? Yes, please. Uh, so I have biscuits and gravy and grilled cheese, not tomato soup. <laughs> <laughs> Ben's got <laughs> mac and cheese and barbecue chicken. <laughs> I had to do it. I had to do it. I had to do it. What was that for both or just the barbecue chicken? No, that's for me. That's oh, for my okay. whole team. That was killing oh, okay. okay. it so far. I never thought I was going to get those. Go for it. Uh, Dustin has pho and pizza, and Matt has mashed taters and fried chicken. Yeehaw! Round three. Matt. <laughs> nope. Dylan. I am going to start round three with one of my favorite comfort foods and so easy to make. I'm talking about spaghetti with red sauce. Oh, spaghetti! My God, I you know, uh, one might not think of this as a comfort food, but don't 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 lie to me and tell me that you don't feel good eating spaghetti. Oh my God, and it's so versatile too. Like you could put meatballs in there, you could put broccoli in there. Doesn't really matter what you could put little bits of hamburger in there. Um, in your red sauce, right? You can do like whatever you want. 
to the red sauce. Oh my God. It's so, so good. And you could even like bake up some garlic bread, like, you know, baste some garlic paste on that bread, uh, throw it in the broiler, get it toasty, put just layer your spaghetti on top of the garlic bread and just eat it like a sandwich. And that's going to be good too. There's no bad way to eat it. It's so good. And like, think that you can make homemade spaghetti. Like there, it's another one of those dishes where it's like, it's really hard to mess up spaghetti. Like it is very universal. You, there might be some bad like spaghetti experiences, but 99% of the time when you see spaghetti, you know what you're getting. What makes good spaghetti around the table? Matt, starting with you go. Good spaghetti, I think it's all about the choice of sauce. Okay. Dust or Dylan, sorry. Uh, I think it's also the how you do the sauce. Dustin, Ingredients. Go. All around, all across the board. The best spaghetti is going to be from the top to the bottom. You're using high quality ingredients. If you're talking about like what makes the best the best, like if I'm going to a, like a high class restaurant, those are like fresh made noodles, like by hand or like really, really bombed ish sauce it's a little bit of a coverall but like italian food has that high ceiling because of those ingredients Mm -hmm. like yes we can all do the spaghetti at home but they're like it's so obvious kind of like what you said about pizza it's like this is a different food oh yeah eating right now different game whatsoever like that spaghetti at home is fucking garbage now that i'm eating this. (laughs) this is amazing like the simplest thing like but what okay so then because I can't boil it. No, down no, I get you. But what makes the home spaghetti still great? If it's not those ingredients, like what is it about that that makes it great? Personally, I kind of like the meat that I pair with the Italian sausage over meatballs for me any day. And that's going to give it like a little bit more spice, a little bit more flavor. Kind of going with usually like a lot of the store bought like red sauces. I mean, generalizing a little bit. Got to make your own sweeter. red sauce. Yeah. If you make your own. Yes, bomb. Um, and then you could spice it up. Dude, it's so easy, too. You just get a can of, like, the whole tomatoes or whatever, have tomatoes, yep. throw it in, and just, like, stew that shit. Then blend it and, like, put some garlic and spices in there. And, boo, man, homemade tomato red sauce that's better than literally the top shelf red sauce you will buy in the store. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy to make and Agreed. cheaper. I guess if I had spaghetti with red sauce at home and there was nothing else to it, I'd be a little bummed. Or I would feel like, yeah, you know, it's one of those nights. It's a good meal. It's not a great meal. Like, I'd have to pair it with, like, add those meatballs or that extra just, like, oomph to bring it to the next stage. Okay. 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 What about you? See, everyone went so specific with the ingredients and stuff, but (laughs) I don't think it's any of that. Like, to me, it's the community... that you're with when you eat spaghetti. Because I never eat spaghetti when it's just me and another person. It always happens in a communal setting. And that's what makes spaghetti hit. Like when you're in a big group of people and you're eating good spaghetti, and it doesn't, like, I get what you're saying. Like, yes, Mm -hmm. high-quality Italian, like, spaghetti, another level for sure. But just like your general run-of-the-mill home spaghetti, you're at a, you have a track team dinner. That was what was big when Mm -hmm. I was in school. Spaghetti feeds. The Wednesday before a Thursday night meet. A whole team going over to someone's house, and one group of students is responsible for bringing salads. One stu- one group brings bread. One group brings, I mean, no one ever brought the spaghetti because that was like the family who was hosting who was mm. doing it. But it's just like that community with it. Even if you go to an Italian restaurant, like I like Italian restaurants where they serve everything like 
kind of like Chinese restaurants where it's communal dishes. Mm -hmm. Everyone's kind of sharing. And the best spaghetti is always taking place in a community. I love it. Man, that's beautiful. It's a very homey meal. You yeah. Know? That brings absolutely. another level to the comfort of the comfort food. Yeah. You're comforted yeah, by those around you, too. Yeah. There, <laughs> that's a perk for you. There you go. Damn. Yeah. Is it my pick? I think it is. It is, yeah. So, pizza, very all-encompassing, right? Can I choose just burritos? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. do it. Sweet. Well, then that's what I'm going to pick. I would be remiss if I did not pick burritos, specifically for me, myself, bean burritos. We're talking just beans, cheese, and a good tortilla, because that goes back like family. Mm -hmm. My grandma, who hasn't been with us since like 96, I believe it is, is when she passed away. So I was like eight years old. She used to babysit me when my dad was working graveyard shifts, and she either made me burritos or mac and cheese. And those things just like stuck with me. I eat more burritos than anyone I've ever met. At least a burrito a day. Challenge me to that. I will take pictures and send it to you every <laughs> I, day. I, I believe it. No, one day, like one I've year. Seen you make burritos. Yeah. One year, my mom was like, "You don't eat that many burritos," and I said, "Yeah, I do." She's like, no, you don't. I was like, I'll snap you a burrito every day. We got over a hundred <laughs> days in and she was like, why do you keep sending me pictures of burritos? I was like, do you not remember? I told you I would snap you a picture every day when I eat. I love burritos. Taco Bell burritos. I'll eat them. They're fire. Taco time. Yep. Yep. Qdoba. Get it. Any like taco stand or any restaurant, Azteca, what, go to California, Taco Joe's. I don't care. Give me a burrito. I will eat it. You put stuff in it. Yep. Yeah. The rice is good. The pico de gallo is good. Yeah. The meat's all good. But I mean, just personally, I can just do bean and cheese burrito. Ooh. I recently learned that Taco Bell will grill them shits. What? I didn't know that. When y'all were over here for the last podcast, yeah. Chase brought me back bean burritos. Because yeah. Chase knows that I love bean burritos. So good. But he brought them back grilled. Did you not notice this? You ate one. I they ate one. Really good. Yeah. They were grilled. I was like, why are they so good? <laughs> I didn't realize why it was so good either. And then I went with him the other day and he was like, yo, you can get those grilled. I was like, what? <laughs> Since when? My mind legit blew up. <laughs> Grilling your burritos. Next time you go to Taco Bell, ask them to grill that shit and it's fire. That's always in like wow. the commercials. The grilled cheese oozing. Yeah, but I never thought just like a basic dollar menu bean burrito. Dude, it's so good though. It is. I wish I had known about like, obviously I, you all know I ate a lot of Taco Bell in college. So I knew about burritos, but I wish I'd known how easy they were to make at home. Because like that was not part of my college diet. It should have been. Mm. Probably would have been healthier had it been, honestly. Because a burrito is packed with protein depending on how you, you know, make it. So and, you, and it's crazy how just like the way you roll a burrito can change the experience Ooh. like my grandma she would just roll them with two open faces put craft single cheese in there and man that craft singles cheese just oozes out ooh wee <laughs> then my dad he didn't use craft shingles cheese shingles craft singles cheese he used that tillamook sliced cheese mm. does not melt the same mm -mm. Mm. and when he does it he doesn't roll them up he just folds them in half oh yeah so then when like they're done kind of but th he does that so that you can open it up when it's done and put a dollop of sour cream mm -hmm. in it. And when I was a kid, I wasn't a big fan of that. But now I really appreciate it. And then my stepdad who made burritos, now nah, he'd do like the shredded cheese, ooh, portion control. <laughs> and he used to work at a Mexican restaurant so he would always fold one side in so then it doesn't drip out the side so you can hold it. Yeah. Because when I ate with my grand, when my grandma made me burritos, I was cutting it with a knife and eating it with a fork like a true white person. <laughs> <laughs> and my stepdad elevated it. 
And I was just like, what? <laughs> so it's so also for me, it's like burritos are super comforting because depending on the way I pair cheese with it or how that cheese is like prepared, it's like those different those different branches of my family. And then myself, I liked putting them in the oven, giving them a nice crispy shell. Ooh-wee. <laughs> Going on burrito tangents. Here so, we go. It's a good tangent to go on. Yeah, I love good some thing. burritos. Okay, there we go. Burritos. <laughs> you Dust. need to open up a food spot, and then every commercial will end with like your face coming in, big thumbs up. Ooh wee, ooh wee. <laughs> Get a burrito. Ben's burritos. Yeah. Brought to you by Traeger Grills. Yes. <laughs> All coming full circle here. <laughs> uh, I am gonna go with burgers. Um, another versatile food. Just like pizza, there's so many different variations that there's something for everyone. I mean, now there's impossible burgers that taste like meat, but everyone can eat them now. And we're all teachers here. When you're driving around, you got that, oh man, talking about nostalgia. Both everyone here in the United States who went to school, right, is like summer, summer, summer. Love summer. So many good memories attached to summer. Teachers, now we still got summers off. That smell of a nice barbecue going outside oh. just brings you. It's like, it is here. It is July. I am feeling good. Everyone, like, big holidays. Fourth of July outside with some burgers grilling up. Mm-hmm. What's better than that? Another reason why I like it is that just like pizza, where the bottom is still pretty good, even if I'm like, yeah, I know what I'm getting. It's not super gourmet. And everyone will always be like, what's better? Dick's. In and out, this place. I'm kind of like, well, I mean, I know what I'm getting. It's a diner burger. But then I can elevate a little bit. Like, I can either make it myself. I can make my own patties. I can stick some cheese in there. I can get some fancy with the toppings. Or you can go into pubs and talk about like that. You know what you're going to get, and it's going to be pretty damn good. That's how I feel across the country when you see a lot of pubs, and you're like, whiskey barbecue burger. Like, those onion straws, barbecue sauce on top. Maybe they got some bacon. You know what you're going to get, and it's going to be fire. It's so hard to mess up a burger. Like, it really is. Like, all you need to do is not grill that meat dry. Yeah, don't butcher the meat. Any chef is going to be able to do that. That's totally fine. Now, you could have different places reign supreme based on, like, price or something like that, but they're going to be fire wherever you go. I also think about comfort where like the whole thing I went on about pizzas and the United States and all that kind of stuff. Like, I guess for me, I'm just thinking like, once again, nostalgia attached to so many memories where I can get them everywhere. Like I kind of think about like hearty meals too. When I think of comfort food, something that's going to really like fill you up, um, really get, have some bang for the buck. I think burgers a lot of the time, like it's just so good. It's got that nice, you know, toasted bun. Good meat. I, I think burgers. I think that's actually my like top comfort food for me personally. And it's something that you can do easily when I was learning how to cook. That was one of the first things. It's like turn on a grill outside. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to burn down the house. Pretty simple. You got that like so easy to do even with like the Costco burgers. You just wait for that sweat on the top to a certain point. Flip it once. Cheese. Boom. Done. You're done. It's like so simple to make it. And talking about Traeger's. When I first made a burger from Costco, frozen patty, didn't even defrost it, anything, right on the Traeger, that was one of the best burgers I've had ever. I was like, oh, my God, this is so good. (laughs) This is like delish gourmet. What the F? But seriously, I think there's something to be said, like, 
the popularity and talking about the communal thing. Yeah. Like now that we're talking about the communal stuff, like burgers for sure. Backyard barbecue burger. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Dude, uh, burger. One of like my first culinary experiences with, that I remember with my mom, besides her making like Christmas cookies is her teaching me how to make, how to grill burgers. She grilled mm. like to this day in my, in my mind, the best burger. Mm. The best burger. In fact, my dad, who didn't live with us, he would come over. I don't even know how he found out. He would just <laughs> like had a telepathic sense when yeah. my mom was making burgers. Burgers. And he would appear out of fucking thin air. And we'd all sit down to a family dinner together with burgers. Uh, even though my parents <laughs> the goofiest thing thinking back. But yeah, burgers, man. It oh, such memories. Like so many mm. memories attached to burgers. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you think about like a big plate of all the burger patties on it you got the plate of all the of the buns yep. and all the fixings and it's just big old family gathering and like versus yeah versus a hot dog because hot dog would also be in that family gathering yeah. range i think the ceiling is higher for burgers like yeah you can elevate hot dogs but there's only so far i can take a there's hot only dog. so many things you can do with a hot dog and it's going yeah. and like the meat is going to be the same now if you're talking about like sausage it's a different story but we're not talking about no, that just like, generic hot dog generic yeah. hot dogs there's only so far you can go you can go Hell afar with a burger. Oh, yeah. Have really good stuff. Absolutely. And elevate it. Yes. Or just get it simple. Put in some salt and pepper and you're done. Like, yeah. Yeah. And then what you said, we mentioned diners or drive-ins, diners, and dives, which also kind of has that same vibe for me. Like when I think comfort, like part of me does kind of think that of yeah. like very Americana. Like yeah. I'm on a road trip. I know what I'm going to get. I'm going to stop somewhere. It's going to be delicious. Not very good for you food, but hey, I want to feel good. You're going like, to feel good while you're doing it, though. Food is going to yeah. bring happiness, right? So, like, a lot of these foods. Now, I did mention soups. That's kind of like, oh, I'm not feeling good, mm. and I, I want to go to, like, more of that soup. Comfort, it's comforting. It's comforting. Yeah. yeah, my body needs this. Yeah. But the other portion of comfort foods is that, that happiness factor. Absolutely. So, bring on some fattening, delicious. Give me like, some burgers. Burgers, yes. Mm. Definitely. It was my dog's birthday recently. I made her a burger. Nice. It was the anniversary of her. Uh, oh, this is a memory about burgers. Uh, I was <laughs> I was on a very small tour with my band, and we were visiting our college town, and I had my dog with me because Allison was doing some stuff. And uh, and we were grilling at the venue where we were at. My friend was grilling, and he grilled up all these really nice, expensive bison burgers. Ooh, and yeah, I left those are my bomb. dog alone near the bison burgers. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> and there were like twelve bison burgers. Oh on no! Plate, and we came back. I left her for literally thirty seconds, and she had eaten all twelve bison burgers. <laughs> she was having a, she was having a good night. <laughs> a yes, good, good night. Time, she looked like she was gonna explode, man. <laughs> bison burgers are the shit. They're good. Salmon burgers, good. Mm -hmm. There's so many different types of burgers. Turkey good. burgers. Mm. Oh, dude, chicken so burgers. Good. Yeah, mm. I actually prefer a turkey burger. It's because it has more sodium in it. Just a little bit better. Yeah, a little bit leaner too. I mean, I'm not saying it's bad. Turkey I, balances well with a lot of flavors. So yeah. I love yeah. a Shake Shack yeah. burger. Mm. Like because they grind their meat fresh, and you taste Yum. it when you eat it. I'm Ooh, we big fan of in cheese, and out double double cheese on the top or bottom of your burger. I would say top, but you know, if I'm getting real gluttonous, I definitely feel like I've done a bottom too. Like, <laughs> it's like <laughs> a little cheese like, blanket. Like you put yeah. the bun right onto the grill, trying to like melt it as much as possible and yeah. then do it on the burger too. It's very gluttonous. <laughs> top or bottom? I usually actually don't have cheese on my burger. Top or bottom? I go top. Top. Topsers. 
I mean, obviously restaurants do a top, but mm-hmm. if I can, bottom. Mm. Could you taste the cheese more? Try it yeah. next time. Yeah. I makes have, sense. I have, yeah, it's definitely good because your tongue's hidden at first. Yeah. Yeah. You actually, you experience the cheese. If you have a burger that's really over, overloaded with stuff and it's on top, I feel like the cheese it gets, gets lost. muted. Yeah. And I love mm. that cheese. Sometimes mm. I'll use it to like catch certain stuff, like, which I guess I could still flip it afterwards, but like certain seasonings, if you got that gooey cheese, I'm about to get some like Montreal steak seasoning or something on top. It's going to stick to that cheese like really well. But I don't know. Has I anybody mean, ever had a, a a juicy Lucy where they put the cheese inside the burger? Oof, oh, that yeah. sounds so good. So I haven't. Good. Sounds, but it sounds, it sounds amazing. It's good. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then like thinking about like tailgating sports, like bring oh, yeah. a little grill. Easy. Like, easy. 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 Yeah. Easy stuff. Delicious stuff. Cheese baggers. Wisconsin. Cheese baggers. Do those sliders too. So you can just have Ooh. a bunch of different types. Oh, absolutely. Make your patties yourself. Put all different kinds of cheese in it. All different kinds of ingredients. Ooh. <laughs> oh my god makes me want burger <laughs> time to grill boys time Aww. to grill on the traegers and uh weber we oh, should do a traeger versus weber yeah a grill off I'll, yeah let's do it i mean i i i'm not I, I don't think the weber will hold up but you know what if we're all just hanging out together our <laughs> our love for each other will hold up no, we're doing we'll this see to about judge. that. We're doing <laughs> this to judge. Matt, it's your pick. All right. Uh, so my third pick, I'm going to go with another selection that is uh, pretty versatile, but also it brings back a lot of good memories, at, regardless of what age you are at, because you can always form good memories of this, and that's tacos. Mm. Tacos is a great comfort food. Think about how many nights where you're just like, kind of goes along with the burritos too, like, Maybe you've had, maybe you've been partying or something like that. What you've, the fuck is this? You've had a long night. Why did you pick tacos? <laughs> Why'd you do that? Like you made our teams mirrors of each other at this yeah, point. Yeah. Like I was close. worried. I was worried about picking barbecue chicken because I was like, uh, I mean, <laughs> mac and cheese, potatoes, like pretty right, like they're rivals. Barbecue chicken, fried chicken. I think those are definitely rivaling. Like you, you could have picked tacos fourth at least. You have back to back picks, but no, you were like, "Hey, let's go with tacos." Let's after. Go tacos. Damn. Fresh in my mind. Anyway, See, anyway it's fresh us, in my mind. Neither of us are going to win. Oh in no, this because they're going to have to split hairs between. Oh, yep. Damn it! But in any case, oh, back to it. back to the tacos. Um, when I think about tacos, especially, you also think about like a taco night, right? Mm. Every you grill up. Whether it be hamburger, lately I've been really into like, well, the last couple of years we've been eating nothing but like ground turkey instead of ground beef. And you have your, your you know, your fried pan of meat, you got all your fixings, the shredded cheese, the lettuce, the tomato, the salsa, whatever other fixings, maybe some sliced jalapenos, whatever you want to put in mm. there. And everybody, it's, it's tailored to you, you as an individual. What do you want to put on your taco? You know what you love to eat. Family nights, what's a really cheap, easy way to feed a whole family? You know, you grab your package of hamburger from the store. You grill it up. Mm. Say, we're having tacos tonight. Taco Tuesday. Right? You're in college, and you and your you and your buddies are like, we're balling on a budget. Let's just grab a bunch of ground meat. Let's make tacos tonight. Right? You can also go to places and get bomb-ass tacos, whether it be street tacos that seem so simple, but the way they're done is just so, like, just it's like a flavor bomb. It blows your mind. You're like, how, how have I been eating anything but these tacos my whole life? You can get them quick and easy at a fast food restaurant, all right? It is the ultimate, like, it can be quick on the go, but it also can be a sit-down experience with you and family members, friends, whatever it might be. And it's another one of those things where you're just so kind of ingrained because of 
whether it be commercials, experiences, memories, whatever it might be that like tacos is synonymous with like a good time, a good meal. And it's very hard to mess up a taco mm-hmm. right? because it is so simple. It's just a combination of ingredients that you formulate how you want to express a taco. Right. But there are, it's the same thing with pizza where it's like you have your different layers of like bottom shelf. You're like, all right, I know what to expect though. Cause it's a taco and how wrong can a taco really be? And then at the top end, you have like these little hole in the wall places that do tacos and they're doing experimental stuff. And you're like, holy hell, like this, this is re make me rethink my, how I've, I've experienced tacos my whole life. So tacos, I mean, who don't love a good taco? Yo, Everybody loves a good taco. Quick round, round robin, hard shell or soft shell? Soft. Uh, I like both actually. I, I don't, I don't discriminate. I like both. I'm going with the. If I'm making them at home, I'm doing hard for me, or at least how my mom makes it hard. But I'm going soft, like a taqueria, like the corn tortillas, all the way. Yeah, never hard. Never. Ever. Always Never. soft. Always soft, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Always damn soft tacos. I mean, for me, the tacos at home, like when my mom makes it, it's very like Americano, like Tex-Mex even. It's its, its own version of like, yeah. it's not a like Mexican type taco. So like that's in its own category. It's the same way kind of like, I guess we're talking about like, oh, different types of burgers, yeah. pizza, all these different dishes. That's where I'm like, heart show, I'm fine with it. It's got a good crunch. I like how she does it. But like when I'm, most of the time tacos, like I'm thinking taqueria, like gotta go soft. So even like my mom and them, when they do tacos, I mean, I guess they still do this, but when they do tacos, they don't buy like the pre-hard shells. Mm -hmm. They'll get like flour tortillas or corn tortillas, and then they'll do a little bit of Crisco on the stovetop, and then they'll fry them themselves there. Mm -hmm. That's like the hardest I'll get, but even those, those aren't aren't, like It's just a slightly crispy tortilla. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. That's legit though. I mean, and you can do it like... Yeah, like carne asada. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. there's just so many different things you can Marjorie do. Marjorie makes her own like tortillas, like from yeah. scratch. Got the whole oh freaking maker and stuff. That sounds legit. Sounds <laughs> so good. I only just would love for my mom because it's it's like its own category. It's kind of like, oh, this is a different type of taco, mm-hmm. but just that nostalgic. I'll eat mm-hmm. hard shell any day that she's yeah, like you know yeah. everything else. Yeah, the yeah, same thing. Like shell. you know the football game on. All right, oh, I yeah. made a bunch of meat. Here's a taco bar. Yeah, yeah right. I, we'll watch the game, make a taco. Yep. Uh, every Tuesday, my friends, grandparents, I, I know this kid since like kindergarten, uh, and my his grandparents had Taco Tuesday. And so, taco Tuesday. Yeah, like seriously. <laughs> and so I was at their, their house every Tuesday for Taco Tuesday, and it was hard shell tacos, and it was so good. That's all I knew. I didn't know soft shell tacos, uh, like just like the tortilla, uh, mm-hmm. until I came out here, really, which mm. is kind of. Crazy. A good recommendation for all of you, if you haven't tried it yet, is go to this place in Capitol Hill called Carmelo's Tacos. Mm. It's like in a convenience store, and it they're literally the best street tacos like I've had. Nice. Where is it? Here. It's in Capitol Hill. Wow. Yeah. Carmelo's Tacos. It, and it's like $2 tacos. Is that across the street from uh, that pizza place? Uh, uh, I don't know. Dino's? It might be. You can Google it. it, okay. it it's good. It's good. Google it. Tacos, last pick, third round. Great job. Mount Draftmore. <laughs> <laughs> Dustin. Diving deep. Nah, he's just, we're not diving too deep. We're diving into the shallow end for yeah, the trivia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so 
first question in Dustin's deep dive trivia, which shallow dive trivia, uh, if you were to eat instant ramen every day for every meal, 365 days straight, one year total, how much would it cost you? And I'll, oh, no, I'm not going to add that in. So wait, you're eating top ramen every meal for how long? Three hundred sixty-five days, one year. So three meals times three hundred sixty-five. Oh, I do some math here, and and think like low too. Like so, different ramens are going to cost you different amounts. So there'll be a little bit of variation. Think like the low end of instant ramen. All right, so that's a that's a, roughly about eleven hundred meals. Gonna go with thirteen hundred dollars for the whole year. <laughs> I don't know. You said hey, we got thirteen hundred. It's, it's, it's one thousand ninety-five meals exactly. He went first, so you got to go second. Okay. So I'm gonna say we're asking just how much would you spend for the entire year? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna say five grand. You're, you're what the fuck? Y'all yeah. are tripping. Y'all tripping are tripping. Time. You're tripping so hard. Say I'm gonna say any like number. <laughs> I'm gonna say like eight hundred. Okay, you're the closest. I know I am. It's so <laughs> I'm, cheap. I'm thinking about a couple At bucks per around thirteen cents per package. Oh. I said low end. See, and I was like, oh. and I was thinking of like Costco top ramen. How much does that cost? Yep. Man, ramen and I, could theoretically sustain you for 365 days straight. Damn. At the cost of $142.35. Whoa. And I was thinking each package is like 30-something cents, but y'all went so high. I went for like three bucks each, yeah. No, dude, it's so cheap. I was thinking the same thing. You're not adding anything, right? Like, you could make it more expensive, but... I was thinking 99 cents per package for some reason. But you know what tastes good in that Top Ramen? That cheap package of Top Ramen? A slice of cheese. Really? Dude, I, I thought it sounded nasty when I was in college. There was a girl I went to school with. Who was obsessed with it? I was like, "That's got to be gross." You get drunk and you eat that, and you're like, "What? Oh my god, this is amazing!" Wow. And even when you're not drunk, it's good. It's Where like, have wow. I? Where's this been all my life? <laughs> okay, I have a couple more questions. Uh, this next one: What comfort food was believed by the Jewish sage? Oh man, I feel terrible. I don't know this. I'm going to say it, and then you're all going to be like, "That's a." Super famous person, Maimonides. Sorry, y'all. So a Jewish sage said, uh, "AIDS sufferers of hemorrhoids or leprosy." What comfort food was thought to do that? Matzo ball soup. I don't know. Just take a guess. Uh, pork. What comfort food? Pork. Click. I'm just gonna say potatoes. Uh, I guess Dylan is the closest. The king of comfort foods: chicken soup. Yeah. has been subscribed as a home re- remedy for the common cold since ancient Egypt. And while scientists have debunked some of its putative, geez, I can't read today, curative powers, <laughs> it's been shown that chicken soup may indeed have an anti-inflammatory effect, which may bring relief to those suffering from a variety of illnesses. All right, Dylan, you get that one. Nice. <laughs> but I got the one before that, so. Dude, Allison and I actually do make matzo ball soup. It's so good. Y'all make that? No. No, I've never had it. It's good. You should try it. All righty. What is the official cookie of Massachusetts? The official cookie of Massachusetts. Sugar cookie. The chocolate chip cookie. Snickerdoodle. Ben got a point. 
Let's go. <laughs> the chocolate chip cookie or the Toll House cookie was invented by Ruth Wakefield, the owner of the Toll House Inn in 1933. The legend is that some pieces of Baker's chocolate fell into a mixture full of sugar cookie batter. During World War II, soldiers from Massachusetts began asking for Toll House cookies and care packages, sparking a national craze for the cookie. Today, an estimated 7 billion chocolate chip cookies are consumed annually. What kind of fucking sitcom origin story is that? <laughs> we were making Whoops. us some sugar cookies <laughs> and we knocked the chocolate into it and we made some chocolate chip cookies. The good thing is with that is I don't think there's a bunch of historians rushing to debunk <laughs> that. They're like, yeah, eh, okay, <laughs> whatever. It eh, checks out. I mean, surely <laughs> okay, put it on someone. A it's, it's like something you put in like a kid's book, right? Yeah. yeah. What's yeah, the like, story behind chocolate chip cookies? Don't ruin it for them. Are you going to tell them that Santa's not <laughs> real next? Let them keep <laughs> believing it. It's Yo, all right. That is literally the premise of Powerpuff Girls minus Chemical X substitute chocolate chips. <laughs> oh, my God. You're so right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But for real, like, once you, do, once you know how good chocolate is, how's your mind not thinking, like, what else should what should I put this in? Right, you've already eaten cookies, <laughs> and you know what chocolate is. Why didn't they ever combine those? You yeah. can eat nasty ass shit covered in chocolate, and it's not nasty. Exactly, yeah. chocolate <laughs> covers a world of hurt. It does. Yes, it does. It's the ultimate band aid. <laughs> if yeah. you're if you're hesitant about eating crickets, cover some chocolate, chocolate in them. Like that's it. <laughs> yep. Nice crunch to it. Yeah. All right. Round four. At last pick, go for last it. Last pick, I'm going to go with the one that, I mean, Mr. Franchise. Mr. Yeah. Franchise. <laughs> hey, you know, I love it. Uh, that, again, is universally beloved of ages, of all ages, and that's ice cream. Nice. Ice cream. You gotta pick a spec. You gotta pick a specific ice cream. I don't gotta I pick don't a specific ice cream. These are Dude, a lot. He doesn't have to pick a specific pizza. I no, agree with Matt I, on no, this. No, because there's so many. Look, as someone who was planning on picking ice cream next, I had a specific ice cream because I thought, like, dude, I. This I is why, this is like this is like potatoes for me. This is just like potatoes. Like, I pizza is different because the toppings are all di- like the base of an ice cream. It's different depending on the flavor. Like, I chocolate is not the same as vanilla. Whereas, like a pizza, like pizzas are closer together than they're than they are like different. But even then, you could also have. I like mean, a, if I a, lose a, this, then I lose a it. White like that, sauce but pizza. That, but then I feel like that spits in the face of what we were saying in the beginning. Then, like, you should get all potatoes if you pick mashed potatoes. If I think it's more specific than that, though, because if you were to say like dairy desserts, cream desserts, like, I think, I think it's specific enough. Dylan, what do you think? Uh, I mean, I think it's okay to say ice cream if like. I don't know, because all of us have been saying the base thing and mm-hmm. then saying like, and you can add this and that exactly. to it and change it. I don't know so then say vanilla get... ice cream and then say that you're going to add shit to it if that's the case. Chocolate ice cream and vanilla ice cream are not anything alike. Strawberry ice cream to chocolate ice cream are not alike. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. Like, if you have a burrito, like there are certain components in the burrito that are similar across all the burritos, but with an ice cream... Nah, like shit is way like it's too different. That's like saying that's like saying cookies. You can just pick cookies as an overall. Wait, what? Fuck no, that's because it's <laughs> no because a chocolate, a chocolate chip and an Oreo are way different. Those are not the same. Then an just, oatmeal raisin <laughs> to a chocolate chip are not the same. Like I, they're, sorry. I I mean again, if I if I lose on this, like okay, but I just I'll leave it up to you guys. I'm fine with ice cream. I'm okay with ice cream. 
Ice cream it is. <laughs> <laughs> but in any case, my, my, my point of ice cream in a general sense is that it is another one of those like very nostalgic dishes and it's very comforting regardless of what age you are. Think about it as a child. What, what do you want all the time? You want ice cream. You want your parents to go take you to get ice cream. A hot day, you think of an ice cream cone. You think of an ice cream sundae. Whatever it might be, there's some element of ice cream there. Old people... They love taking their grandkids to get ice cream. They get ice cream while they're there too. It's not just not just for the little kids. It's also for the adults, older people. You can go into so many different avenues of ice cream. There's artisan ice creams that are made like handcrafted places that are putting all sorts of wacky ingredients into it. There's also the quick and easy ice creams you get through through Dairy Queen. Shout out to Dairy Queen in the fast food draft. You only pick it mm. because of the dessert, specifically their soft serve ice creams, bomb.com. Yeah. So... Ice cream is just one of those ones. How many times have you seen in, in movies, TV shows, whatever you name it, like somebody's feeling really crappy? What's their go-to most of the time? It's going to be an ice cream. You see the, the crying person on the couch eating a like a pint of ice cream, right? <laughs> because it's ingrained in you that it's a comforting experience. Right? It, it, there's so many different flavor profiles within ice cream, so many different additives in ice cream that it just makes you feel good. And there's nothing better than on a hot day, just a nice ice cream cone. Maybe it's a waffle cone. Maybe it's a sugar cone. Who knows? But a nice ice cream it makes you feel good. Makes you feel warm, warm and fuzzy. But really, actually, kind of cold because ice cream's cold. Don't <laughs> eat ice cream too fast. It'll numb you real quick. Yeah. Uh, I I when I, <laughs> when I got broken up with one time, I actually went and got a giant tub of ice cream and ate the whole thing and cried into so it. There you go. While like the tears were falling into the <laughs> ice cream, I was trying to shovel it into my mouth. So funny. I mean, it's it was sad. You love time. ice cream. Oh, you've uh, talked about your love of ice cream. I only <laughs> I only work out so that I can eat, eat more ice cream. Ice cream. Yep. It's so true. I mean, who don't love like you know? Could get yourself a good pint of Ben and Jerry's. Makes you feel real nice. Makes yeah. you feel real nice. Oh yeah, bomb. Clearly, Matt, we're thinking on very similar lines. I'll go a little more specific. I'll say chocolate chip cookies if we're trying to narrow it in a little bit. And no, I'm, so how are you going to hold yourself to that standard but not have someone I'm else who you're competing against? You. Nah, because then I feel like because then I, I feel like you're catering to my vote, but I feel like if you're going to side with him on ice cream, then you should just fucking pick cookies. Okay, then I go with cookies. For the same reason of thinking like, oh, movies, someone's like just got broken up with, they're crying, they're eating that cookie dough raw. It's something yep. I've always dreamed of yep. doing and have yet to do, actually. I've done a <gasps> lot of stuff where I'm like, that was real, real unhealthy of me to do. And yet, oddly enough, that has not been one of them yet. But I always grew up just being like, dang, I want to hit that rock bottom just for that. <laughs> Sit there and you're just like shoving it up the tube and like, oh, man. <laughs> <You're just Yeah. laughs> yes, exactly. You've got to do it. I felt like I never listened when everyone was like, don't eat the raw cookie dough. It's like, nope. I ate that shit all the time. I got an iron gut. I mean, people are, are out here eating raw eggs anyway. Like, I've never gotten sick one time from eating raw cookie dough. Right? I've eaten so much of that shit, like right out of the tube. Yes. Like, I used to like sneak little cookie dough balls into the <laughs> freezer. They're like, oh, yeah, we'll cook these later. Uh -huh. No, nope. I'd like sneak one or two. He's kind of like gnawing it a little bit, like start slow. But then I stick the whole thing in my mouth and just like let it melt. And you're like, oh, or like, you know, wrong. like during the holidays and the, Pillsbury has these for every single holiday of like the, the really nasty. They're, they're like objectively not that great, but they're good right out of the oven. Those sugar cookies they have like the little design printed on. Yeah, you get those right out of the fridge. You're like, oh, one for the oven, one for me, one for the oven, one for me. And definitely thinking about some like 
kind of homey vibe to it. Like chocolate chip cookies, like my best friend's mom always made them. And thinking back on it, I don't really know if they were that special, but they always <laughs> seemed it. And like everyone always hyped it up like they were like Bobby's chocolate chip cookies. Like we talked about it like currency, like, oh, if I win this bet, Bobby's going to make me a batch of her own chocolate chip cookies. I don't I don't know what she did. I don't I don't know if it was that much different than other homemade chocolate chip cookies, <laughs> but it had a comforting vibe to it. Did so, you like to eat them? Yeah, they were bomb. There you go. Uh, also, I feel like it's kind of funny because for me, I know that I went with savory for all three picks because that's personally like if I'm going to if I need to be comforted, savory or sweet, I'm usually going to go savory. But there's a whole big group of people where that's the opposite, like Marjorie included, like which is kind of why we're the biggest enablers for each other because it's always like, oh, yeah, like, sure, you're feeling bad. We can go get blah, blah, blah dessert or this dessert or like she'll be like, yeah, we can go get some fried chicken or pizza. <laughs> so we're very bad for one another in that sense. But yeah, so got to go with like a sweet dessert in the top four. Yeah, oh, yeah. Dessert is definitely a comforting experience without a doubt. Without a doubt. All right. That's my pick. I'm so pissed about this round. <laughs> so fucking mad. So then I'll just pick pies. Yeah, yeah go nice. for it. Yes. Pies, every Excellent. single pie. I don't even need. I don't need to pitch anything. Savory, you get it. Sweet, there mm-hmm. you go. Everything yeah. in a pie. I guess that's where this draft has evolved to. Go for it, Dylan. Uh, yes, pies are delicious. Um, <clears throat> I'm gonna pick chocolate. Uh, chocolate's delicious. It's been my comfort food forever. Uh, and when you put it on things, like Ben said, if, if you covered a piece of shit in chocolate, <laughs> it would probably taste somewhat edible. Are we talking like you're okay. This is where I saw the difference in the ice cream argument is like, it's a type of dessert and the potato thing made me think of an ingredient that mm. is like going to be made into a thousand and one different variations. I'm giving you chocolate. So you got one in one. It's up to him. Because, like, chocolate... We gave them all ice cream. We gave him in. all cookies. You can have all the fucking chocolate in the world. You want Reese's? You want M&M's? You want chocolate-covered crickets? That would whatever. be fine to me. I'm just saying, like, if you were to put chocolate, like... I don't know. I'm just, like, I guess I was just picturing, like, putting chocolate, like, chocolate-covered ice cream, like, the chocolate cone on it. Like, would then you get every dessert that ever used chocolate or are you talking like bars? I'm just and talking like, about like a delicious bar of chocolate. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 I just, yeah, yeah. You can yeah. melt that shit down. I was going to let you have it. Yeah. I mean, you can melt that bar of chocolate down and put it on something. Uh, put I'm, that shit on a s'more. Right. Put that mm-hmm. shit on the s'more. Mm-hmm. You can put it on your ice cream. I, you know, you can melt it. Uh, I mean, I used to do that. I used to melt down chocolate and put it on ice cream. That's good. Uh, you can just eat it raw. Um, you could, I mean, you can put that, I mean, that's what they do with donuts, right? They melt the chocolate down and they put it on donuts. Um, every Saturday with my waiting job, this is different cause it's donuts, but it's, cho- I would get a chocolate long John because of the chocolate. Oh man. Cause it, I passed by top pot on the way to work and I hated working on Saturdays because just the worst people would come in on that day for some reason in the morning, uh, morning crowd on Saturdays, very annoying to deal with. But uh, um, that long john would help get me through the morning because of the chocolate on top. And 
And chocolate, like, has always made me feel better if I'm going through a bout of depression or something. I get a bar of milk or dark dark chocolate. I don't give a shit. Like, both will make me feel so damn good. Um, yeah, I love chocolate. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, chocolate, aren't there, like, specific studies out there about, like, the, like, chemical response in your brain when you eat chocolate of, like, how it makes you feel better? Pretty sure there mm-hmm. are. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's a unifier. It, people love chocolate. It makes you feel good. Yeah. And oh, it yeah. almost kind of feels like one of those, kind of like a a cult classic where it's got, it's like devoted fan group. Mm. That's a hardcore fan group for chocolate. Like chocolate lovers who just like everything about like dark chocolate, 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 chocolate. chocolate I'd love everything. to go to that, that, chocolate. that Hershey, Pennsylvania. I think that'd be a fun time. Check oh, yeah. out the Hershey plant and all that cool stuff. Dude, because even a Hershey's bar is tasty. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with a good Hershey bar. It gets no. overlooked. It's overlooked. You picked it in the candy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. It's overlooked. What's the name of the chocolate factory here? What is that? Theo's. Theo's. Theo's, Theo's is really yeah. good. Mm-hmm. You can go into the Theo. I'm guilty of doing this numerous times. Go into Theo's and try all the samples. You know, I haven't oh had this one before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now I I do legit buy from Theo's. Theo's, you rock. I uh, Seattle I, Chocolate Co. is pretty good too. Oh, I haven't had them. Yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah, they are pretty yeah. good. Nice, nice. All Chocolate with the last pick. Nice. Right. Very good job, Matt. It's everyone. It's time to make your case. Make your case. Right. Matt, are you ready? Kick it off, boss. All right, so recap my team. I got mashed potatoes, fried chicken, tacos, and ice cream. Starting with mashed potatoes, again, one of those holiday classics, one of those communal things where people are passing around the bowl of mashed potatoes. You're feeling good. It just makes you feel so warm and fuzzy. You can add so many different things to mashed potatoes, different versions of mashed potatoes. It's just a great blank canvas of a food. Fried chicken, another Kind of like it can be a side, but also can be a main. It can be a communal thing. It also can be individual. You can dip it in it. You can pull it apart. Whatever you want to do with fried chicken. They're different spices, different blends, different types of spice levels. Um, it's a great thing that makes you always feel good. It's always kind of in the back of your mind. You know the fried chicken place that you go to, and you're like, that's some damn good fried chicken. Tacos. Again, another communal type of dish, but it's also individual too, whether it be family taco nights, taco nights with your buddies, a late night taco run. To your favorite street taco joint. They can come in all varieties from the lowest basic level to the highest, most luxurious tacos you've ever had in your life and everywhere in between. It's a great comforting food. And then ice cream. I mean, think about when you're in your lowest of lows in the highest of highs from a young age to being the elderly. Ice cream is a unifier. It's a great experiential comfort food. It cools you down on a hot day. It makes you feel nice and good. You can add so many different things to it. You can go to places that will make literally like green tea ice cream, but you can also go through the drive-thru at Dairy Queen and get a blizzard and feel every bit as good. So there you go. Nice. There it is. Dustin, you ready? Yep. I had pho, pizza, burgers, cookies. Pho, king of soups in my opinion, is delicious. It's so good. There are so many good pho spots. It's going to help you with hangovers. It's going to help you in the cold of winter. Is going to even help you on a nice 80-degree Pacific Northwest day. Uh, then I went with pizza, the universal favorite. Like Dylan asked, who doesn't like pizza? I know there's some out there, but <laughs> the number is small. We're talking <laughs> very, very small percentage. Uh, it has become so ingrained 
that you can go to any city, any place, even any town, and get delicious good pizza. And it's really hard to, to mess it up, in my opinion. You can get good pizza even when you're baking it at home. You can do some homemade pizza. Yum, yum. A bunch of events, communal aspect. It's like practically at every work party, every sporting event, like, like you know, when you're a kid, all that kind of stuff. Burgers also have that communal aspect. Also have a lot of similarities with pizza in terms of hard to mess up a burger. Can get really, really good, really delicious, really fancy. Brings people together. Reminiscent of summer. There's so many different times. Tailgating, Fourth uh, of July barbecues, Memorial Day. You go out camping. It's just everywhere and it's delicious. It's also, you go into a pub, you know what you're going to get. You're going to get a pretty darn good burger. Like it actually is pretty good. Uh, and then cookies. Mm, eat that chocolate chip cookie dough right out of the bag. <laughs> yum, yum. <laughs> Mac and cheese, barbecue chicken, burritos, and pies. Those are my picks. Pies, y'all. You get all the kinds of pies. Every kind of fruit pie. You like a marionberry pie? Nice and cold? Yeah. Nice warm apple pie? Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. You want to spice it up a little make it a Dutch apple pie? Let's go. Is it around Thanksgiving? Pumpkin pie? Ooh, yeah. Are you not really, are you not, do you not jive with warm fruits or with just like jelly, like kind of that jelly texture mm-hmm. fruits? It's cool. You can have like a chocolate cream pie or Ooh. a lemon meringue pie. You got this. Ooh, not really into sweet pies? It's fine. You can have a savory pie, chicken pot pie, a beef pie. Like, get out of here with that. Pies, all-encompassing. The Pies vessel is amazing. I wouldn't have picked it unless these suckers picked full-on ice cream and full-on <laughs> cookies, but whatever. That's another whatever. <laughs> barbecue chicken. I mean, barbecue chicken is amazing. Burritos. I already pitched burritos. And if you don't like burritos, then screw you. Go eat your damn tacos. <laughs> That's fine. I like, my bur- I like burritos. You get more inside the vessel. Mac and cheese. Mac and cheese, you can do everything. You can have it nice and simple. You can take it out of the box like a Canadian. You can elevate it like folks down south. You can throw in a bunch of different cheeses like Gordon Ramsay. Everyone around the world eats mac and cheese. Even countries that you think like they fucks with mac and cheese. Hell yeah, they fucks with mac and cheese. You can put anything in it, baby. Put some bacon in your mac and cheese. I was going to pick bacon with my last pick, but nope. I'll just throw it in my mac and cheese. Mm. Honorable mention, bacon, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Let's go. All right. I've got biscuits and gravy, grilled cheese, spaghetti, uh, and chocolate. <clears throat> so let me start with biscuits and gravy. All right. Not only is it symbolic for my departure from the Catholic church, but <laughs> it is also a delicious meal in between or for all of your meals. Um, my preference is after a night of hard drinking, uh, biscuits and gravy just hits right after that grilled cheese. Wow. You can make it your own way. What with whatever toast or, uh, bread or, uh, uh, uh cheese you want on it. And dip it in whatever you want. It's so good. Mm. Uh, Spaghetti. Wow. The way you prepare it can be vastly different depending on if you make your own noodles, what noodles you make. I guess you would use spaghetti noodles, actually. Um, uh, Or how you prepare your sauce, right? And what you put in it and add to the whole mixture. And it's great with the community. And finally, chocolate. Chocolate. The great kind of aphrodisiac some say, <laughs> I don't know. Actually, I think that's been debunked, but it's supposed to, it does make you feel good. Uh, legit. If you're not feeling great, or if you want a little pep in your step chocolate, if you want to 
make something taste better. Chocolate. If you want to put it on something, chocolate. And mainly, I'm talking about a chocolate bar. Just go pick one up. Melt it down. Tastes great. Like, Or just eat it whole. Um, wow. So good. Chocolate. Mm. Mm. <laughs> nice. Those are the cases. Now it's time for y'all to let us know on the social medias, on the Instagram, who you thought won. You know where you can find us. That'd be on Twitter, at Draftmore. Facebook, Mount Draftmore. Instagram at Mount Draftmore. Yeah, yeah. Leave a comment, five stars, all that jazz on the Apple Podcast or wherever you listen to your podcast, whether that be Spotify, Pandora, blah, 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 blah. You already know all this jazz. Make sure you vote. Let us know what you thought of the show, who you thought won, and if we missed anything. Uh, and until next time, you know, be safe, take care, and be easy. Bye.